You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. Instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me is Matt Williamson. Find him on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I'm great, man. How are you? I am doing well also. Uh, Big day yesterday uh, all around the country. I I was hoping it would be a big day in the NFL because we had the NFL trade deadline. Uh, But but unlike that other news, there was not much of a shakeup, right? I guess Will Fuller was the name I kept seeing being thrown around, possibly to the Packers. That didn't get done. Uh, we, we saw what Isaiah Ford got moved to the Patriots. Um, DeAndre Washington. Yeah, DeAndre Washington to the <laughs> Dolphins. Uh, not just just not much going on. It seems like that NFL trade deadline is always a little disappointing. This year was no different on that uh, on that front. Matt, as we always do on Wednesday, we're going to get into some dynasty value studies. Really focus and dig in on a couple of players. This time, both wide receivers. Uh, and, and really just try to identify their value. Both of these players, I think, uh, have had some changing value this year. One of them certainly has. We're going to start with the bigger name. We'll start with A.J. Brown. And we've talked about him a lot lately. Uh, I had talked. Uh, it, it seems he always is going to get compared to D.K. Metcalf. Not only were they in the same draft class, they, of course, were former teammates at Ole Miss. And early in the season... DK was running things. I called him the dynasty wide receiver one. So did JJ, JJ Zacharyson. So did many other people in, uh, in this fantasy football space. But now I think a few weeks later, AJ Brown might be possibly coming for that title. Before we get into the numbers, what have you seen from Brown specifically the past month since he's been healthy and back on the field uh, and and are you buying into him as as really one of these elite wide receivers in the league? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I became smitten with him very early in his NFL career. Um, quickly realized that he, in my opinion, at least after his rookie year, was the best of a very good group of rookies, including DK Metcalf at that point. Uh, I think DK's really improved his stock since then. But I watch Brown, I see a powerful, fluid mover, a strong body, exceptional after the catch, big, strong hands. Uh, I think he's a lot like T.O., to be honest with you. Yeah, talking about those two, Brown and Metcalf, I I always think back to that weight room picture that was thrown around uh, when they were being drafted, and both of them just just unreal specimens. And, And now we're seeing that play out on the field. Uh, I mentioned the injury. A.J. Brown was injured in week one, did not finish that game, um, and then missed the next three games. Actually, one of those, I guess, was a bye week because of the 
COVID issues the Titans had. So did not play again until week five. But then those first three games back was really on fire and, and established himself uh, as, as certainly the top option for Ryan Tannehill, but really a top option for dynasty players as well. Wide receiver 11, wide receiver 4, wide receiver 5 in three straight weeks. And then cooled down a little bit this past week. He was just the wide receiver 36. And we saw Corey Davis really step up uh, and continue to play well this year also. Um, and, and that's why I wanted to, to take a look at Brown this week. Didn't want to do it coming off one of those um, those really impressive games, but a, a little bit of a down game. And I, I think we maybe kind of saw uh, saw that have an impact, especially on the Twitter polls that we'll get to later. I, I mean, I think his situation's great. I think that's a really good offense. You mentioned Corey Davis, who... I think both of us loved coming out, and maybe yeah. it just took him a year or two longer to get get up to speed than we thought. I'm a big John U. Smith fan. We know what Henry is. I don't think Tannehill was fluky at all, and you know Davis isn't going to be there likely next year too. So I think Brown's situation should be really good. Yeah, the knock on him from from some people, some doubters, is just that offense. They they want to be a run heavy offense. Obviously, Derrick Henry is there. Um, to, to be the focal point of that offense. But it, it feels like it, it feels like more and more they're moving to to really a balanced offense and, and Tannehill has has shown some upside um, specifically when Brown has been healthy and on the field. No, they're not three cl- three yards in a cloud of dust, you know, old school Big Ten football by any means. I think they're a big play offense, a dynamic one. And their defense is flat out bad. I mean, they need to yeah. score a lot of points to, do, to you know to, to win games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get into the numbers a little bit. Uh, AJ Brown's ranking, dynasty wide receiver ranking, according to DynastyLeagueFootball.com, is wide receiver seven. Um, that's uh, it, it. Looks like DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, and then Brown. He's just ahead of Calvin Ridley and Chris Godwin. Uh, his ADP is even higher, though. This is November ADP. We talked about this on yesterday's show. If you listen to that, you already heard his name as one of the top 12, one of the first-round players. DK Metcalf is the wide receiver one, and then A.J. Brown, wide receiver two. Following him are Devontae Adams, C.D. Lamb, and DeAndre Hopkins. So even though we're talking about that that top-end range, you see a little bit of a difference here between wide receiver seven and, and the second overall wide receiver, the ranking versus the ADP. Uh, so, Matt, if you had to pick one of those that you agree with more, which would it be? Are you valuing him basically as a top two receiver in dynasty leagues, or is he still a little bit lower uh, for you? Much more of the ADP, the second. Uh, yeah. I mean, I really we touched on this a little yesterday. I think DK, AJ, and Adams – really stand alone and you can make an argument for any of those three is the number one depending what the state of your team is what you want to do you know how much you value youth but I think he's definitely worth more than Tyreek or Hopkins and all respect to those guys I'd love to have them on my team don't get me wrong but I don't know that I'll feel the same two years from now. Matt, let's take a look at some of the trades in uh, involving A.J. Brown, and I'm surprised, honestly, he's going as cheap as he is in some 
Dynasty Leagues. Again, these trades are pulled from actual leagues hosted on my fantasy league. A.J. Brown and Lamar Jackson. This was a one-quarterback league. A.J. Brown and Lamar Jackson for Jared Goff and Michael Thomas. So obviously, if you're looking at the quarterbacks, Jackson to Thomas is certainly a, a drop-off um, in, in value, if nothing else. So then, then you're going from A.J. Brown to Michael Thomas, which I also view as a drop-off. Um, many people probably don't. Maybe you still prefer Thomas, which is, which is fair. Uh, but that, that one doesn't make sense for me. Someone had to value Thomas much more than Brown. Is the only reason that makes right, sense. And right, right. I don't see it that way. I think you make the argument that you prefer Thomas, but neither one of us see it that way either. A.J. Brown and Harrison Bryant for Jonathan Taylor and Mike Gusecki. Uh, certainly Gusecki is a, uh, a higher-valued tight end versus sure. versus the rookie Bryant. But again, that it really basically feels like A.J. Brown for Jonathan Taylor even up. We did talk yesterday that Taylor is actually being drafted ahead of AJ Brown in our, uh, in our brand new dynasty ADP, but that's not how I see it. I'd rather have Brown. Me too. Uh, without question. And Harrison Bryant to Gusecki is not light years away from one another. Right. Right. The last one is, a, is an easy deal for me to make, but it, it probably looks like uh, the highest price tag for Brown. AJ Brown, for Odell Beckham Jr. and two first-rounders. I'm not even sure Beckham is worth a first-rounder on his own at this point. So that feels like two first and... A second. Yeah. Maybe a second, maybe a couple seconds. Uh, and I would pay that to get A.J. Brown. So I, I like all of those deals. Um, just kind of having conversations in the community and in my own leagues... A.J. Brown has felt like a player who's almost off limits uh, because of this uh, hot streak he's been on over the past few weeks. But those those trades are encouraging me. Maybe I should throw out some trade offers for Yeah, him. I would give up more than any of these people did to uh, acquire A.J. Brown. Yeah, I would as well. Let's finish off the conversation on A.J. Brown with a quick look at our Twitter polls. Um, and I, I did this last week. I, I found that middle ground, and this is what... Uh, this is how it came out with A.J. Brown being compared to several other top-end wide receivers. He's right in the middle. Uh, coming out on top was our guy, D.K. Metcalf, 75%. I feel like Brown versus Metcalf is a toss-up uh, at, at worst. Mm -hmm. So to see a 75-25 poll was very surprising. Devontae Adams, 67%. Pretty easy favorite over Hop. Uh, I'm sorry, over Brown. And then Hopkins is next, DeAndre Hopkins, at 52%, essentially a toss-up with A.J. Brown. Uh, he was Brown was favored over the other four receivers, Tyreek Hill at 46%, Michael Thomas at 38%, Calvin Ridley at 34%, and C.D. Lamb at 31%. Uh, anything look weird with those... Those poll results, man? Not especially. It's kind of just re reflecting on the conversation we had just a couple of minutes ago and what you said. Metcalf versus Brown to me would be 52 to 48. You know, Adams versus Brown right. would be 51 to 49. You know, like, I really think those three are very equal and are almost, you know, coin flip 50 50 propositions. And again, I'd have them over Hopkins. I, but it, it aligns to what we talked about earlier. So I don't see anything really awry there. 
It does feel like all of these wide receivers, again, are, are certainly very closely ranked, um, and that's, that's what we're seeing on the field as well. Matt, when we come back, we will dig into the value of another wide receiver. Hey, but first, let's tell you, tell you guys about Pepsi. I'm a big-time sponsor here of the Locked On Network, and this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. I mean, maybe a lot more of you are at home hanging with your fam or whatever as opposed to going out with buddies in the bar or more populated places. So Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for watching, made for football watching. Matt, we are back. Let's get into our next Dynasty Value Study. This one was by request, and actually a a couple of our listeners requested this value study because it's just difficult to really nail down uh, what a player like this is worth. We're going to talk about Eagles wide receiver Travis Fulgham. Uh, He was a 2019 rookie drafted on day three by the Detroit Lions. Basically did nothing there uh, for Detroit, was eventually cut bounced around a little bit, and as the Eagles were so desperate for wide receivers with uh, Deshaun Jackson and and uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Jalen Rager and, and others all off the field with injuries to start the season, the Eagles scooped up Fulgham, and he basically paid uh, paid off that, uh, that price immediately. He was the wide receiver 33 in his first week with the Eagles, which was week four. He caught that Long touchdown late in the game. You might remember that one. That was pretty much all he did that game, but that was a sign of things to come. Week five, he's the wide receiver two. Week six, wide receiver nine. Uh, and, and before he had a down week, week seven, just wide receiver 40, and then bounced back last week as the wide receiver 14. Matt, what have been your impressions on Travis Fulgham? And, and in general, how, how would you value a guy that – Really feels like he came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, that's a little concerning. The pedigree isn't there. But we've seen what? I mean, you just spelled it out. Five games of this guy now. And I think he's good. I mean, I think he's got traits. I think he's a physical player. I think he's a jump ball guy. I think he's got some strength and size. Isn't a lumberer. I think he is the Alshon Jeffrey. You know, I think this offense wants... An Alshon and a and a Deshaun, you know, and yeah. Rager's going to be the Deshaun. He's going to be the Z. Uh, this guy's going to be the X, and he's going to be the Alshon, which is exactly how it's set up. I mean, he has seized this opportunity. I think it's pretty clear that he's Wentz's favorite guy. My only concern is the Eagles are now going into their bye. They may actually look like a real offense here coming out of the bye. Lane Johnson comes back, Miles Sanders, Ertz, Goddard, Rager. You know, like all these guys could be much healthier around Wentz than we've seen all year. Will his target share decrease because of it? Or will the pie just get bigger? And which I think probably both are true. I think he's a good player. And just to get ahead of ourselves a little bit, I'm shocked he's not valued more. 
Yeah, I think he's I think he's good as well. I think he's legit as well. I did have some of those same concerns specifically last week because we saw Dallas Goddard coming back for the Eagles. We also saw Jalen Rager back on the field. And as good as Fulgham has been, it it wouldn't have necessarily been a surprise if if those two players immediately leapfrogged him. But that's not really what happened. And, uh, of course, they're, those two are probably not fully healthy yet. Uh, but, but still, Rager was – I'm sorry, uh, Fulgham was the wide receiver 14 and still really the go-to option in that offense. Uh, Rager got the touchdown as well. It was good to see him play pretty well coming back from that injury. But I'm excited about these two, and I love the comparison to uh, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. I think both Fulgham and, and Rager can have dynasty value in this league. Looking at his uh, DLF ranking and his and his ADP, essentially they're just not catching up to what his value really is. He's currently ranked as the wide receiver 73, uh, being ranked around guys like Julian Edelman, Devin Duvernay, Traquan Smith. I mean, those, those are not even close, honestly. Um, I know I've updated my own rankings, and I have him uh, around the wide receiver 50, which also feels... Uh, way too low at this point. I mm. think he's he's already shown us in, uh, like you said, in in five games, that he's he's the real deal. And some of these trades and even some of the polls were very shocking to me. Yeah, it, it surprises me that he'd be close to Traquan Smith or Edelman. I mean, like, whoa. I mean, I could see where somebody who's excited about Duvernay. I have a lot of hope for him, but. This is the wrong realm, and you're shopping in the wrong aisle, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, a few of the recent trades, most of these, uh, not close. Uh, Fulgham plus Henry Ruggs and a third rounder for a first rounder. I mean, you're talking about Ruggs was basically a first rounder, maybe an early second rounder on his own, and and yeah. has not been a disappointment. So you get Ruggs and Fulgham plus a third rounder. I think that's a fair deal, unless you're talking about a top three, top five pick. Uh, I, I would take the players there. And then no question. The, the next one is is just unreal. I had to check the date on this to make sure it wasn't from two or three weeks ago, but it was from a couple days ago. Fulgham for a third rounder. And yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care if but you're... 301 con- is still not okay. Right. If you're contending now, if you are dead last in your league, I would give a third rounder for Fulgham uh, and, and stick him in my lineup basically every week. I mean, I, I would have to think about a mid second for Fulgham, you know, like right. that I think is the value, not anything in the third. Yeah, I agree. The last one's the most interesting uh, Fulgham and uh, Chase Edmonds, uh, another player who's going to be a hot name over the next couple weeks for Jamison Crowder and a second rounder. Crowder is a player that we have suggested buying, especially if you are contending this year, but now he's banged up and, and has been a little frustrating. Uh, I want Fulgham and Edmonds here pretty easily, but I think this is this is a fair deal. I can see how this one uh, went down. I, I can see that too. I'm sure there's mixed you know thoughts on who Edmonds is and what his value is. That second's nice in the equation. But I guess my question to you, and I'm not sure where I stand on this one, would you rather have Crowder or Fulgham? I would rather have Fulgham. And, and okay. again, we're yeah, talking about a, a, yeah, we're talking about a ceiling here. Um, we, we basically know Crowder's ceiling. 
uh, and it's it's solid. It's that wide receiver three uh, that we've talked about so much of the of the season. But I think Fulgham, based on what we've seen from him the last month, has a higher ceiling. So yeah, I want I want Fulgham there. And spoiler alert from the Twitter polls. Uh, our listeners agree with that pretty easily, actually. Uh, let's take a look at those polls as we finish up the Dynasty value study on Travis Fulgham, the Eagles wide receiver. Two of these players uh, defeated him in the Twitter polls, and I was a little surprised. Devontae Parker, 53%. Obviously a close vote, uh, but Parker was still favored. Would you agree with that? Devontae Parker versus Travis Fulgham? Yeah, I would. And yeah. I, li- I like Mike Williams quite a bit, too. And Although, who knows how long he'll be there. But, yeah, I, I think I've seen more of these guys. They both have more pedigree. They're more talented. So, yes, I'm cool with that. So it's Parker at 53%, Mike Williams at 51%, both narrowly edging out Travis Fulgham. Fulgham defeated all of the rest of the wide receivers, although a couple of them were essentially toss-ups. Michael Gallup at 49%, Darius Slayton at 48%. I was actually really surprised Slayton um, was not higher, uh, or maybe yeah, me too. maybe could have even actually. topped. Right, could have even topped this list of wide receivers. The rest, Fulgham was a pretty easy choice over, according to our listeners and our, our uh, Twitter dynasty community. Nicole Hardman, 36%. Jarvis Landry, 26%. Brandon Cooks at 22 There's Jamison Crowder at 21 Preston Williams at 18 And poor Nikhil Harry at the bottom, just 9%. <laughs> Uh, he, he's looking like a bust. Maybe we'll be talking about him in a couple of years. Like we have talked about, uh, Devante Parker with that, that late career breakout. Uh, Matt, other than, other than the Darius Slayton one, anything else surprise you with these Twitter poll results? I mean, I, well, I think it's a little low on Gallup. I, I think you have to have a little more yeah. long-term thinking on him. Him and Slayton to me are above Fulgham. Um, I wonder if Belichick would give you Harry straight up for Fulgham. I mean, consider <laughs> he might. I think he should. The only one oh, that's yeah. odd to me, and this is a totally different conversation, is maybe I'm on an island, but I think Brandon Cooks is really good and still isn't old and is in a good situation. Uh, I think Brandon Cooks might be my favorite guy in this whole list. Yeah, Cooks feels a little underrated. I think he came into the season underrated, gets uh, gets traded again this offseason, the concussions are, are a major concern, and, and I think that's probably essentially what it is that's keeping his value down. It feels like, um, it, it feels like that Jordan Cook territory where he's, he's one nasty hit away from, from ending his career, and you hate to even think about uh, things like that happening, but that is kind of the reality, and when you're, when you're uh, looking at their dynasty value, you think long-term, and Cooks is just not a player you can value over the long term, even though he is still relatively young. So that's I think that's why he ends up fairly low on this list. But I'm with you. If you're just talking about talent and what we're getting on a week-to-week basis, uh, he would be higher for me. Matt, when we come back, we will dive into a listener question and wrap up the show. But first, I want to tell you about the improved Built Bar. I've mentioned it many times. Built Bar is big around my house. The new improved Built Bar is even more delicious, even deliciouser. 
Uh, they have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, you know, for those of you that have allergies or whatnot. Or, you know, and as well as six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcotta, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. These are their 12 original flavors. Coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter. That's a big hit here. Banana bread, I like that one too. Mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. Uh, I've told you guys before, my wife's kind of a chocolate snob and doesn't like the waxy kind of chocolate you get on a lot of these type of bars, but does not, not have that qualm at all with, with the Built Bars. And they're also soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are very healthy. They can help you lose main, lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Uh, the Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for people doing the keto diet. Um, for example, let me pull up one of these numbers here for you. Cookies and Cream has 12 grams of protein, 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. So just to give you one example. Uh, Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. Some of you will actually get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. But go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Matt, our uh, listener question today comes from, well, actually, I don't know who it comes from. I, I botched All this right. one and, and don't even have the name, <laughs> but it, it's a great question. It's a topic we have not talked about yet, and I, I wanted to get your thoughts on Antonio Brown. Of course, Antonio Brown signs with the Buccaneers a couple weeks ago. He was activated uh, after... Uh, week eight, so we do expect to see him on the field in week nine. Uh, and, of course, the Buccaneers are also playing without Chris Godwin, uh, who is expected to miss uh, at least a couple of games. Just just give us, obviously, you've got a long history uh, when it comes to Antonio Brown and his time in Pittsburgh, um, and and you know everything that unfolded last season with him. What are your thoughts now on Antonio Brown? I'm super excited about him for fantasy and more than just redraft. I think that this, I mean, certainly for redraft in the rest of the year. I mean, that that's huge in my opinion. There's a lot of mouths to feed there, but here's what I know is AB is staying at Tom Brady's house. And my hunch is Brady's going to feed him the football. Probably sure doesn't have to listen to AB at night and him and Gazelle would be like, would you just throw AB the damn ball so I don't have to hear about it all the time. But because I think they have a true relationship, and we saw it in New England, that he is, I don't want to say he's better than the other Bucks receivers, but I bet he's still just as good. And he is at a, a career non-death, you know, near-death experience, as Sig Bloom likes to say. And I think he's going to be a good boy, at least for the rest of the year. And if he's staying with Tom, he's not going to get in trouble off the field while he's in Tampa. I think he's going to be highly productive. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to come around to, to that same idea. And you look at the situation, because just a month ago, and this, this idea, this rumor was thrown out even before the season started because of the connection with Tom Brady, what we saw last year, uh, stayed with him in, uh, in New England as well. 
although he just lasted one week on uh, on the roster. But even when that was being thrown out, you think, well, it doesn't make sense because they've got Evans, they've got Godwin, they've got some good supporting receivers after that. Um, but now, fast forward to the middle of the season here, Godwin's hurt, Evans is is banged up himself and just simply, uh, honestly, hasn't been that good. Um, I mean, we we might... In week 10, week 11, week 12, we might say Antonio Brown's the top receiver on this team. He's the go-to guy. Would that even be surprising? No. And I think he might be, by that time, with all respect to those other guys, he may be a top five fantasy wide receiver week after week. I mean, I I really think him and Julio Jones are the best wide receivers of this generation. Um, my Steeler faithful hate when I say this, but yeah. he's the best stealer receiver of all time. And what are you talking about? Swan Stallworth? No, I mean, this guy is a superstar and I know that he has not been dogging it. I'm sure he's been working like crazy. I think he's going to take the league by storm. Wow. Um, well, the, the question I didn't even, didn't even uh, read it here, but the question specifically asked about Antonio Brown's uh, dynasty value and what, what to expect from him the rest of the way you've already hit on that. So let's talk about the dynasty value. I pulled some trades from the DLF trade finder, Antonio Brown for a second. That was one that was out there multiple times. So that kind of seems to be the going rate. If you want to get rid of him, you can get a second rounder back in return. Presumably from a contender. Sure. Sure. So yeah, most likely talking about a, a a late second, Mm -hmm. Uh, Antonio Brown for Darius Slayton. That's an interesting one. Where do you stand on that? Brown. I like Slayton a lot. I just kind of talked him up a little bit in the last segment. Um, But I think you're going to get more than eight games out of Brown. I mean, I don't think his career is going to be over, and that's enough. Yeah, nice. Uh, The last one, uh, Antonio Brown for James White and a second rounder. Um, Again, not not much difference there. Unfortunately, we're not getting much from White, so... Uh, almost, almost a throw-in value at this point. <clears throat> so it, it sounds like if if these are the going rates in dynasty leagues, you would suggest our listeners go out and try to buy him, especially if they're contending. I absolutely would. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, if I'm a contender and I need a receiver, which the thing is that probably isn't true. There's so many receivers that go around. If you're a contender, you probably are pretty good at that position. But I think he might be worth 111, 112. Well, if you're, I mean, you could certainly be a contender who lost Odell Beckham two weeks ago, who lost Kenny Galladay this past week, who lost Chris Godwin a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, Michael Thomas has been out. Who knows when? Assuming he'll be back soon. Right. So you could, you could certainly be a contender who has a hole at wide receiver. How how high are you going? Are you giving a late first rounder for Antonio Brown? That's kind of what I was saying. I mean, I would, if that's what they came back at me, if I said, hey, I'll give you my second for Brown, and they're like, I can't do that. And then I'd go, how about my second and third? Or how about my second and next year's second? And they're saying, I need your first in this deal, Matt. I would say, deep down, I'm sitting there going, eh, I'd probably do it, but give me something back, you know, give me your third too, and you're a bad team and it's an early third. You know what I mean? Show, show yeah. me a little, give me a little something, a little sugar. 
Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right, well, you heard it from Matt. Go out, get your offers in for Antonio Brown, and we'll be talking about him next week, I'm <laughs> He'll sure. He'll probably do something stupid by the time we publish this, and they'll all be obsolete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope not, but, yeah. you know, no, nothing would surprise us after last year. That was, that was the circus. Crazy time, yeah. All right, that is it for today's show. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.